Cheers, boys. Cheers. Welcome to Plano, Texas. Thanks for having us, TJ. Mm -hmm. All right. That's good stuff. So it's October 4th, 2023. <laughs> We're at the, the man, the myth, the legend, TJ Humphreys here in, this is Plano, Texas, right? Plano, Outside Texas. Of, north of Dallas. North of Dallas. Ben flew in. I drove in, and uh, we are very honored to be here. Me too. In Abe Nation now. We are, you are official Abe Nation, and you wore you wore the appropriate. You, did you come dressed okay. like that? Okay, or what? so like, when we so <laughs> see, but here that's well, that's the story. This is a great segue. This yeah. is great because when we so people don't know this, but we tried to do an online podcast. That's true. And Mike made fun of me because he showed up in all black, and I was wearing like <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was the opposite of black. It was like white or red or something. <laughs> so like I went like Johnny Cash with this because I was like. If they're gonna fly us out, like I have to wear all black. Bro, so so funny you use the Johnny Cash reference because Lance, my sales guy, says he uses Johnny Cash all the time. Like yeah. people wear black when they wanna look, feel, do their best, right? It's like when you wanna bring their your very best, whether it's taking a girl out to dinner, in the gym, like go to the gym yeah. and see how many people are wearing black. So it's about a mindset. And so many people ask about what ABE stands for, and that's you're you're proving me, you're proving me up, man. Dude. Exactly. I, I mean, I've always been like a, a black clothing person. I mean, yeah. it just looks clean. Uh, yeah. You look at my closet, it's like black yeah, and like mine a couple too. of other colors. Mine too. Mostly so it made this really easy. Yeah. 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 And for me, it's all heavy metal t-shirts <laughs> and stuff. So I have a lot of black too. And then I, I failed you. Oh, it's all right. It's okay. You know, you need contrast. You need <laughs> there contrast. Go. Right. There we right. go. Yeah. But yeah, we walk in here and all black walls. Like I did, did this office looks amazing. So Thank you. You have a good thing going on here. So it was fun. We want to talk the, the TJ story. I'm not sure we want to like get into the, to Abe. Um, mm -hmm. All black everything. Yep. I'm not even sure what we should officially I think call it. Yeah. it probably starts with TJ because mm -hmm. the Abe story, we started it on the podcast that we yeah. tried, and it kind of like comes from where you It did. does. It really is kind of like um, I was just in Liverpool and I was talking with my partners, and it's kind of the last, it's kind of the, the last peak I need to climb as an entrepreneur. And I, I've used that in, you know, when people say, you know, at 53 years old, mm -hmm. Why are you doing, why are you jumping back in the saddle and starting something from scratch? And I think for people that know my history, it all makes sense. If you know kind of where I came from in the space and um, getting to where we are now with Abe, it, it, it all makes sense, you know? So talk to us about where you started, VPX. Yeah, it's actually, if I, I could, I'll take you back a little bit further. I'll take you back a little bit further. Before we do that, can we do some yeah. chugs uh, of the drinks before the, the microphones catch them? Yeah, yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. So chug. Mike worries that the microphone's gonna catch you swallowing. Oh, I got you. Sound sound. Sound. Oh, podcast. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're experienced in a lot of chugging yeah, drinks. And I, and I needed yeah. some energy, some caffeine there. So yeah. thank you. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, we're good. But yeah, it, it, it starts so, a little so bit earlier. Where did you start so. before VPX? I'm so funny, my first, uh, my entree into sports nutrition really was a distributor. So it was Lone Star. It was Lone Star Distribution. So I had been at the time an active kind of fitness guy before fitness was even popular. Gyms were not near on every street corner, right? But I was working out a lot. Um, didn't start competing yet, but I loved fitness, right? And had an opportunity to come down to Dallas um, and partner with uh, John Hoffman, who had a little, little distributor called Lone Star Distribution in Dallas, Texas. Um, he found out that he was, the girl he was dating was pregnant. So he said, I can't do this on my own. He flew me down. I walked into a 20,000 square foot warehouse 
full of protein powders at the time. No pre-workouts even existed. Mm-hmm. Shows my age a little bit, but like it was just <laughs> protein powders, protein bars, drinks. Um, AB or uh, ABB with uh, ephedra was still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I walked into this warehouse. I said, "Man, this is I could do this. I can do this." So for the first year, I just basically learned the business. So you're not from here originally? No, from original uh, Southern California. Right. Okay. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah, I've been. Well, so I was a military guy, so I got moved around a little bit, but um, got here, partnered with John at Lone Star, um, got really kind of cut my teeth in the industry by talking to, you know, uh, bodybuilding.com back in the day, GNC, uh, it was even pre-vitamin shop, but just really understood this business from, you know, a distributor point of view, but also what a retailer's looking for, and then ultimately what the consumer can you tell me, what, what years are you talking about right now? Yeah. Like late so, 90s or was this? Yeah, it was actually, it was uh, late 90s. It okay. was late 90s. Um, Doesn't it go even further back though? Didn't you have some smoothie stands or something? In yeah, Southern so did you, or did you, no, Juice Stop. Juice Stop. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, if you go way back. So that's a funny story. So that's my first kind of, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And when I was eight, I actually bought bags of popcorn and sold them to a competing elementary school that would walk by our school that didn't have popcorn. They'd walk by our school, we're the only school that had Friday afternoon popcorns. So I wound up investing like $3 every Friday and I bought like 30 bags of popcorn for like 10 cents, sold them to 50 cents to kids that were walking by my really? school. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So how did that start? Like, were you, were your parents entrepreneurial or no, it was a military family? Like no, dad, part of my thing is like, I never was brought up like that that much and some people naturally were, but. So I think, I think, I, I think entrepreneurialism is in your DNA. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I think it's hard to teach. I really believe that. I think the, um, being an entrepreneur, it's not for everybody. I've actually gone on, you know, my own social media channels and said, "Look, if you're, you don't always have to be an entrepreneur to be a part of a winning organization." But my grandfather, he brought Beck's beer from Germany to the U.S. He bought the importing rights from uh, from a, this family-owned. Beck's beer, which was back in the day, a very big German beer. He bought the importing rights to Beck's beer here in the U.S. back in the 50s, grew it to ungodly amounts. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's kind of in my blood, you know? Very cool. Yep. Okay. So back to the Lone Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. At what point did you get out of that? Because that, that, there's a huge story there. We were at Destination Dallas this morning pointing out they still have Lone Star refrigerators. It's wild, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was I, telling them, like, someone's got to, like, replace those. those so, so what was cool for me, Lone Star, um, I had really good, great, like I said, that's for six years I really kind of learned, five to six years I really learned the business. Um, I sold my interest back to my partners then, jumped over into VPX. That was, that's, that's where my year and a half at VPX um, which was the longest year and a half of my life. Um, <laughs> how, much, but, how much can we talk about? Yeah, tell us no, a bit. So, yeah, the yeah, like, whole podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole podcast <laughs> yeah. How many hours we got? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, here's what I would say. I would say um, that was my first opportunity to understand brand, and, and really from the brand perspective, I would say I learned more what not to do than what to do. If you, so it's valuable, right? Uh, what years are we absolutely. talking? Absolutely. Like, yeah. What years slash? So gosh, that would have been. Let's see, ninety four would have been. Um, ninety four is when I started Juice Stop. So fast forward. So it would have been like, it would have been two thousand. So VPX was two thousand ten. Oh, okay. So I was Lone Star. Yeah. Two thousand five yeah, yeah. to two thousand ten, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And so you saw, 
you saw the pre-workout thing get serious around yeah. that time. So, yeah, that's exactly right. BSN. BSN had NO explode. No explode. Yep. Gaspari, you had blue versus red. You had, you had Gaspari had the super blue Bowl versus red. Yes. And then, yes. Um, and then VPX, of course, had their NO shotgun. Right, so, so that's what I was going to bring up because, yeah. yeah, that one had a little bit more like bicarbonate and everything. Yeah, I, for sure, I, for sure. So, so for people, because uh, it's so funny, like I feel like we have to like give more background to people who are watching this who know because, VPX. They know bang. They know bang. They right? Know, right. right. But like what, when you were at VPX, like what was that? At that so point? VPX really was NO shotgun. Yeah. It really that was. was and, and look, what Redline? Has, I thought Redline so was. I, I take it back. Redline as the drink was mm -hmm. a, if anyone has ever had a Redline, I mean, it is so deceiving. It's eight ounces. Mm -hmm. It tastes ridiculously good, but it will absolutely floor you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and this is—I mean, I think the formula's been like changed. Packs of them at GNC. Oh like man. Of them. It, yeah. So it cranked. The drink cranked. But yeah. really, so there was this separate bit of beverage business, which was Redline, and then I kind of came over to help with GNC and Vitamin Shop on the specialty powder business. We sold drinks too, but it was mostly No Shotgun. Zero impact bars. I don't know if you remember those. Yes, those yep. are actually really good too. Um, we had some good products over there, and it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a shame that um, the organization as a whole wasn't set up uh, conducive for I would say encouraging those in the organization to grow. Um, because if it if it spent more time doing that, I think it would have been ultimately successful. Not you, you learned lessons from that, right? I did like, learn lessons. Learned... Yeah, yeah. The lessons were pretty clear. You know, is um, you know how to deal with customers how to deal with retailers. Um, Marketing-wise, I learned, okay, look, you know, here's some things that you could do to encourage, whether it's trial, um, events, to do, not to do, just a, a variety of things. So you mentioned it was the longest year and a half, kind of jokingly, but yeah. is, is this because you were working insane hours, you were doing too many jobs, or it was just chaotic, or just- No, I, th I think I came in there at a time when um, I think VPX on the specialty sports side was falling out of favor. And then coupled with the fact that on the beverage side, it was taking all of the resources. So mm -hmm. we just were kind of like, I came into this situation where the brand was softening and then the resources to help stimulate growth weren't there. So it was kind of like all of us, there were a handful of guys there that were going, okay, now what do we do, mm -hmm. right? And then we were dealing with some recall issues. The zero impact bar, the first two months were great. And then month three, it had like salad all over it, right? Um, so, you know, mold and whatnot, right? So yeah. not good, not good. So we're dealing with, you know, $500,000 recalls, right? And that's, so when you think about learning, yeah. you know, in a year and a half, learning about all of that stuff, what happens when a product goes bad? Mm -hmm. What happens when a formula that you think is gonna be stable goes out into market and six months later comes back looking like golf balls, right? right. I mean, yeah. there's all those things that you learn. Yeah. And it takes, you know, it takes that experience to really Get to a point where you feel like, okay, I've, I've got this really valuable book of experience that I can leverage in what the next life looks like. The value of knowing what not to do yeah. is almost more important than knowing what to do. I agree. Like, learning I agree, to man. not make those mistakes. There's a lot of people who are learning those mistakes with beverage and food these days now. Yeah. I think the contract manufacturers probably are able to steer people a little bit better. I think that's probably, they learned those lessons as well. For sure. But, so you were, you were pre-bang. 
I was pre-bang. Now pre, he pre did have bang. Yeah, pre. So he had a bang product, and it was more of a, if I remember correctly, it was in a plastic bottle, non-carbonated. Um, I don't even know if it was a pre-workout. I don't remember exactly what it was. Well, five-hour energy started taking off, and that maybe was was it? No. It so he had his own. He had his own redline shot, and yeah, I was right. there when that was happening too. Um, what was funny is, and I can recall a handful of times where, uh, so I was running an IndyCar program also at the same time when I was at VPX. Redline was my sponsor. So we were trying to, because I was in that motorsports marketing activation world. I said, Jack, look at what Monster's doing. Yeah. Look at what Rockstar at the time was doing. Red Bull was playing in F1 and all these other like really expensive sports, mm -hmm. but Monster and NASCAR. And I'm like, okay, look, we could do a carbonated. Like we got Redline. Why don't we do a carbonated Redline? Right. And it was just kind of, ah, whatever, you're an idiot, right? Um, so <laughs> a year later, he comes out with Bang and, you know, for him, you know, the rest I would say is history, but we the rest really is history. Sports before. Yeah. In spectator sports, people love that stuff. Man, you know, they do. They I don't do. think they want to mix a pre-workout or no, whatever, but they- but they'll sip on a Monster or a Rockstar or a Bang or, you crack know- Crack a can open. Yeah, 100%, right? man, 100%. I mean, ultimately, that's where I want to take hours because I know that space. I know, I know motorsports activation. I know a lot of those different opportunities to get cans in hands, right? And yeah. that's important, you know? Yeah, I mean- you said it. Red Bull does it extremely well. The other oh Red Bull man! Girls, the monster, oh. the, the, the the trucks that go everywhere. Dude, how they activate is just. I love that stuff. So I'm like to the core. Like, yeah, we own a brand, but like I love marketing. Like that's what I love. You know what I mean? Well, we say. Well, I don't think we've said this as much pre recently, but like most of these brands are really just marketing companies that have like an asset to sell, right? Mm -hmm. like, that's that's really what most of this is: is driving consumption. You have to have a sales team to get it in store, right? To get it on the shelf, but. Most of it is, is really driving consumption. 100%. I mean, I, I've always said, even for us here, um, because of the relationships that I've you know, invested in and have built, um, they've given me an opportunity to get product on the shelf. But ultimately, you said it perfectly, consumption's everything. Yeah. Uh, it's how do, you, how do you get the consumer? How can, we, how can we communicate what we're doing and encourage a consumer that's maybe been buying another product for the last one, two, three years? to try our product for the first time, right? That's the magic. Yeah, so you're a year and a half at, at uh, VPX, yep. um, and you find your way to ProSups. Yeah, so qu quick story there. So uh, I think I, I, I was pretty clear that it wasn't a great experience at VPX. So my departure from there was, um, it was eminent. Like I knew I needed to do something. I was just trying to skip to ProSups. Yeah. So like you gloss <laughs> over that. Jump right over, no. <laughs> No, so ProSups is great. So ProSups. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, you know that you're going to have to make a jump. Yeah. But you're like, there's only so many bad jumps you can make in life. So it's like, it's a big deal. 100%. Like, like looking back. It, Dude, 100%. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I debated it. This. Dude, I debated it because my, so ProSups was professional supplements. Right. For those that may not know what ProSups or professional supplements was, professional supplements was owned by a guy named Art Atwood who was my bodybuilding coach. He was the one that got me ready for USAs and nationals. Good friend of mine, lived in Dallas. I carried professional supplements when I was at Lone Star. So he and I had this great relationship. He'd come in the, the warehouse at like five, six o'clock at night, and I would, we would talk about business and how do you, TJ, how do I work with Europa? Long story short, um, he passed away. He passed away in September, September 11th of 2011. He passed away of heart, he had a heart attack. And his family, when they went into his apartment and were going through all this stuff, he journaled. He used to yellow pad when that was a thing. It still probably is a yeah. thing. Um, he journals everything. 
So my name was all over the, talk to TJ about this, talk to TJ about that. They Google search his sister Google search because they inherited this business. They Google searched me up. Oh, this is how I can get in touch with them. They got in touch with me. They said, hey, we inherited professional supplements. We don't know what to do with this. I'm a, I'm a staffing person. My husband and I run a staffing company. We don't know a thing. Really, my name's all over. My it. name's all over it. So she's like, "Do you want to invest in it? Do you want to run it?" And at the time, I was at VPX. I'm like, "I hate it. I hate it here. I hate it where I'm at here." But do I want to start over again? At the time, I was literally my my boy was about to be born, so it was like all this stuff was happening. So I debated it. I'm like, "Do I want to start from scratch again?" You know. Put it all on a pass line. I said, "Let's do it." Um, I wound up buying the brand. Hired a bunch of guys who had worked with me at VPX, that brought them over, paid them like top ramen salary for like the first <laughs> year. They all agreed to it because right. they're, everyone was kind of miserable, you know? And they're like, hey, this is going to be fun. And working with you And we're young, fun. man. Yeah. And we have a- yeah. you brought over an all-star team too. Well, I did. I like, let's did, give man. some credit. Like there were some big- Rock stars, man. Yeah. Like, rock stars. And this is back in the day when, and it's unfortunate because I miss those days so much, where humans- Matter. This was a different time back then. It was. You weren't man. watching people on Instagram. Like, right. VPX and ProSups had sales teams. Right. Like, this is where a lot of these people yeah. come from. I mean, you there was about, Facebook, but it wasn't like. You talk about. Ike. It was like MySpace, dude. Yeah. It was It was like even. Like, yeah. Like, like give some credit to the team. Like, who, oh, who was it? It was are like you Ike, kidding? Eddie, yeah. um, JP. Oh, dude. Like, Ike, Eddie, the, JP, Jason Arntz. Um, I mean, the core guys were just like, they were all rock stars. They still are. Still like, a, are. Like, a, like, a, like an all star team that eventually like went to other places. They're yeah, all over for now. For sure. For sure. Su and super cool. It's a pretty cool story. And, it, and it's one of those things. We have this really kind of iconic photo. Um, when we all started, I brought them down to my house. I call it the, the largest meathead sleepover of all time. They all stayed in my house, and we cooked out, and we talked for th uh, three days straight about what ProSups, because at the time it was still professional supplements, what that was gonna look like. We shrunk the name. We created the logo. I brought a guy in that does, does a lot of extreme sports graphics. He created labels. We went to the Arnold Classic two or three weeks later. We screened printed these crazy Dickies gas station shirts, oversized, and we were all kind of jacked. That was the other thing. All of them, all of us yeah. were jacked. <laughs> so the sales cool, team was yoked. Was huh? yoked, right? Yeah. So we show up in the Arnold with nothing to sell. We have a book, a, a three ring binder with like sketches and drawings and like printouts of what ProSups is going to be, not even what we were. Kind of like, this is what we envision it to be. We had meetings with retailers. And at, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we have this iconic photo of us just sitting there. And that is the, like the most precious thing. Because it's like, it takes you back to a time where it's like, you had nothing, but you had everything. Because your everything was, you had this group of guys that just believed, right? It was just beautiful. We're gonna get awesome. as many of these pictures as possible. For, yeah. For, for no, we can get, yeah, we can get that one. I get it, I can get that one. It was, it, was a, it was a beautiful time. So, okay, so like, not to get, uh, to, I don't want to say personal or anything, but I was just out of curiosity. At this point, what was your title at VPX when you left? God, you know, I think it was director of, well, I think it was either director of business development or something like that. Yeah. So like, I don't want to ask too much. Yeah. You were doing well at this point and yeah. you decided to start over. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, for sure. I mean, I had, so I, when I sold uh, my share in Lone Star, I had some money saved. Um, I could have, I could have, I don't say I could have retired, but I could have not decided to jump back in the saddle mm -hmm. and and literally leverage my credit cards and do all the stuff that I had to do to get ProSups going. I could have decided to do it's that. Pretty, it's pretty cool to hear all that. So for me, like, 
I hate dating myself in front of everyone on podcasts because I am the youngest person. The beard helps. But, <laughs> but like, pro-sups to me was where I got in. Like, really? what you did. This, yeah. like, dude, I drank uh, your carb product. Yeah, so, uh, uh, oh, really? Carb, 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 it was carb, carbolic. It was uh, carbolic. That, carbolic. That was, like. You drank that. That was my shit, dude. Dude, I, I was that's like, hardcore. I was, like, 190 pounds. Like, I mean, that's hardcore. Weight. That's a hardcore. That was, like, drinking pancake syrup, and it was, like, 16 it ounces was, like, of It was, like, bread liquefied. <laughs> it was, like, a red, like, like yeah. fruit punch. Oh, it, it tasted good, man. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was weird. It was thick, but it was good. Yeah, Like, I remember I went to the Atlantic City Europa. Yeah. And you guys had that guy dressed up as Mr. Hyde with yep. the glasses yep. and like the spikes and stuff. Like pro-sups at that point, that was what was cool. That's a funny story that we may or may not have time for. That guy's name is Robbie Archer. And I said, I need, I used to love going to Disneyland and when I was a kid. And I used to love seeing the characters. And that was the most memorable thing for me when I was a kid. I said, you know what? We've got this really cool pre-workout called Hyde. Let's get a human that, that, that embodies what Hyde is. And let's take him, back in the day, events were a thing. Oh, let's yeah. take him to all the events. He's gonna be our, he's gonna be what people are gonna show up and take pictures with. Mm -hmm. Robbie Archer is a six foot eight Canadian stuntman, jacked, tatted. We came up with the costume. We said, look, get one of those crazy like hazmat gas masks, get him a trench coat, rip the sleeves off. Yep. So, and, but I'm telling you, you remember him, right? Absolutely. I mean, that, that was, I mean, these days, I mean, I hate saying this stuff because, like, it's so stereotypical. <laughs> but, like, people appreciate the social media posts more than the event these days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But back then, I remember, I, that was the first event I ever worked. I was at Nutribio. Yep. But I remember, uh, I remember him walking around. I remember walking over and watching a dude blow his bicep off his arm in a powerlifting competition. Like, I remember, like, watching The Rock was on the stage because he was trying to get into bodybuilding. Like, I, like. Yeah, there was a, I mean, that's a. But that's all, it's crazy. That stuff really did happen. It like, happened in yeah. person and yeah. people remember that stuff and that right. was like history. But yeah. these days, like you would be waiting for Bradley Martin's post on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Like, no, I trust me, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's the field, the playing field we play on now, but it is not near. Like for those that love this industry like we do, I just, I never get tired of going back to those days mentally. You have, you have you know? to play the to game. Me, and I was actually mentioning this last night, and this isn't about me, but like most of my dreams come from when I was rolling with a bunch of dudes. And so like yeah. that's what I get excited about is when you said you had like, you had your guys in Dude. it. And that's why I've gone from not liking trade shows as much to loving them because like right. we get to like do this like traveling group hunting thing almost. Right. And right. we're like expanding territory. Yep. And um, when, when you talk about like the heydays of you rolling with a bunch of dudes, like that to me like gets me so excited because- The bar at the Arnold, yeah. the Renaissance at the Olympia back before they moved yes. in. Like, so funny, the, the Renaissance at the Olympia, my very first First booth, me and Ike woke up at five every morning. We worked out in the gym, mm -hmm. in the little hotel gym. We ran down to the Renaissance couch before they roped it off where you couldn't do it. And we said, this is our office all weekend. Yeah. And we <laughs> pi pitched yeah. tent there and we had our meetings. We didn't have a booth. Some of my closest friends, Greg Helton. Yeah, yeah, I met love him. Greg. We both were just sitting at the Renaissance getting food and we sat there for like four hours. <laughs> Because if you leave, you lose the spot. Lose the spot. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning of Price Plow, like I knew my time was better spent at the Renaissance than in the uh, expo. Yeah, because for you sure. Run into, like, I All ran the people. Into, yeah, I ran yeah. into everyone. Yeah. Like, that was how I met people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Because like you know, like you walk around the Renaissance and like, not that we're any big deal, but like you see my face at the Renaissance, you come over and say hello because yeah. you recognize me from the videos. Right, right, but right, right. The expo consumers wouldn't really recognize me. Yeah. But the insiders would.
The insiders do. Yeah, it's weird in our community, right? Like it's, um, but I think, I think what's kind of cool, and you, you guys are, are a perfect example of this, socially, it's allowed you guys as in your own personal brands to expand maybe way beyond yeah. like what an expo would do. And I think that's, that's where the industry has kind of gone to and they've realized is like you can do these $250,000 booths and you can hand out a lot of samples like we did. We did, we did for- I'm uh, about the Arnold. I want to talk Arnold. about this with you. Yeah. Because yeah. so did this huge- Oh, it was incredible, yeah. man. It was jumping. Well, it, it was, was so, so funny. Was, so yeah. funny. I have so much video of me standing next to you <laughs> because you were so, you guys were so busy. Oh my God. And like, it was impossible to get to talk to anyone at the Yeah, no, for because sure. Because it was so busy. It was like, jamming, man. And yeah. I, it brought me back to those days back then when that was the thing. And, but I'll tell you, like, you know, you know, the kind of the post-mortem that we all had as a group after that was incredible team building opportunity, like incredible opportunity to get products into people's hands. Would we do it again at that scale? And we struggle because it was really expensive. And I, we all know about the Arnold. I think a huge percentage of those people drive in yeah. from local, you know, where the colleges or whatnot. So you see the same audience. Like yeah. I remember going at Proceps and we did boost. And it was like, oh yeah, I remember you guys from last year. I remember you from last year. That was the common theme is like the same people are coming back. It's great to see them. Mm -hmm. It's great to re-engage on the consumer side, but you, as a brand, especially as expensive as things are, you gotta really allocate and yeah. say, okay, what's you the best? You be able to get a return. You should right. be able to sell. That's right. Selling isn't really as big anymore. You're right, you're right, Ben, um, exactly. And people, I'm, I hate to say this, less people are going. They I mean, are. This year, I have to say, like, shout out to like that festival. That the Arnold Festival is kind of back, and mm -hmm. I, I really believe that next year's mm -hmm. gonna be a big one. There's a couple really cool things coming back, and we were super excited to see like how busy it was for you. Yeah, we're, we're we are. So for the record, we are doing a booth. Yeah, just trying to figure out the scale. Yeah, I was gonna say, right. my last uh, expo that I was ever part of, we did. I think it was 2017 Olympia, and you tried to did a 40 by 40. Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't wanna put anyone's numbers out there, but you can understand how expensive Oh that my is. gosh, You gotta bring 35 people to work that. Dude, just, okay, if you remember, just our big backdrop, which really, it was a backdrop and it was storage, but it wasn't, nothing mechanical, no video, just building that, and we don't have it, by the way, it's, they took it and trashed it, it's like 60 grand. Just, you don't keep that. You don't keep, no, no. We couldn't, oh. we couldn't store it. It was just a big fabric on a frame and they just, now I think we, I think we may have the fabric, okay. but to redo the frame, you're looking at at least half the cost. So yeah. like, it gets expensive. That's like a salary. I mean, you can do so many other opportunity yeah. costs. Well, now like, people do a lot of the reusable ones, right? And then right. You can change out the panels. And yeah. Ideally so we're looking, we're, in, so my partners love events. As you know, my, so our brand obviously is from Liverpool, right? And yeah, I'm jumping I guess we ahead. can continue the I'm story. jumping ahead here, but yeah. Um, well, in UK, Body Power, you know, all the big ones. Fibo, they're body still power, big over there. Dubai Muscle Show, which is coming around in like a month, right? And they're huge, and they're and, and they're still big selling shows. So, like, you get distributors that fly in from all over the world to some of these big shows, yeah. And they sit down and they see this ginormous booth with all these people and all these new products. And look, as a consumer, these buyers are consumers too. Yes. They they go to the booth and they say, "Wow." I'm really proud I carry this brand. Yeah, I'll do a hundred thousand dollar order. They'll do it at the show. Whereas maybe until they re-engage with you, yes, you're a brand. But when they see this huge like presentation and they get reinvigorated, yeah, people don't realize that like that's a lot of the 
reason for doing the, these these exports right. is the behind the scenes business. That's right. Because overseas distributors come into the Arnold, they yeah. get to the Olympia. Mm -hmm. I mean that Renaissance. I mean how how much money is exchanged oh, there, right? Millions. millions, 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 millions. Okay, so we're kind of in the middle of pro subs here. Yep. I, I, I want to talk about like that rise of pro subs. Maybe yeah. just selfishly for myself because I was a lover of that brand. <laughs> but but to be fair, like a lot of things well, happened there. Doctor Jackal, Mister Hyde. Yeah, we got to talk Jackal Hyde, obviously. Yeah, Jackal Hyde. But so no stims. Iconic yeah. and Hyde is yeah. still a, you know big seller in, and in Hyde Walmart, was one right? of the first like mainstream. 400 megs of caffeine yeah. pre-workouts. Yeah, time. we wanted to be literally that that product that was legal, but absolutely pushed the threshold mm -hmm. on the stimulant side. So we had alpha yohimbi in it. We had caffeine. We had synephrine in the early in the early round. It was it was a yeah. highly stimulated. Can I ask at that time, was Sandler involved at that point? Not not initially. No, he okay. actually came on. Right when private when private oh, equity really? came, yeah, okay. Literally, we brought him on as part of like they really and I love Dave as well. They brought him on because hey, here's a guy that knows the formulas and this and that, and we can bring him in. And I, it was great, you know, because I'm like I love this guy. So and he's presentable to someone. Yeah, like he knows he the ingredients. Adulterer. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like us. Yeah, no, yeah, he yeah, right. He doesn't look like us, and he can talk intelligently yeah, about yeah, ingredients those and, and those regular. That he wears and reg <laughs> oh, the shirts are crazy. I mean, he can catch like a tropical fish with those shirts, like the, <laughs> crazy, right? Um, yeah, so so Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, um, quick backstory. We were sitting, same time that we were sitting at the Meathead uh, Mansion with, during like the pre, when, you know, before we went to the Arnold, we're developing Ideation a brand. Ideation phase yeah. or whatever. So we're sitting down and we're saying, man, we, we want to come out with two pre-workouts, but we need them to be total opposites. Like Hyde is, you know, we didn't even have a name. We said we need one that's like highly stimulated, you know, blow, you know, crack, they're super strong. <laughs> and then one that is something that's more, you know, mainstream, more pump, pump based. It was like pumping aminos, I think, right? We didn't have, so I don't think we had aminos in it. It was just mostly pump. And I did have, it, you know, now it was, I think it, it might have had a few aminos I think in it. it had a couple but it was low stem. Yeah, yeah. So really, we said polar opposites. We're coming up with all these goofy names like, you know, yin yang and like, oh, you know, we're, what, what are polar opposite pre workouts? And JP, Lons is like, oh, this is easy. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And we all sat around the kitchen table. We're like, "Yo, that's it." Yeah. So that's how that, it he named it. And he, I know he tells his story because he's so proud. I of hope it. he does. He should tell. He's he, never he, told he, me it's, it's man, me. It's, and it's, I can't believe that because like, that's that's a no. Story. It's it's all him. And I think all of us guys are like, "Yo, he he named those products." So and he's um, back there now. He is. He is. He is. So I think they're actually coming out with another version of Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll. Um, Hyde has been through a variety of iterations. That's crazy. Just like, I wonder how much revenue that moment in time that he just sped out right oh, there dude. created. Like that, that was like hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. Yeah. So I mentioned like, yeah, it must have been like a billion dollars or whatever. And then uh, what happened next? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean so, Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde, low stim, high stim, like a brand new concept. Yep. Yep. Um, this is actually like right after all the big pre workouts, right? No Explode. Jack uh, 3D. Jack 3D. Yeah. yeah. BPI, 1MR. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. This and then is we jump in. really starting to jump into like efficacious kind of stuff too. Yeah. Right? Like your pump, blood pumping and uh, energy. So, like you said, all of us guys were into it. So, we like really loved building the products. Like it was, we built stuff that we liked. And some of the stuff, we only liked, like, we're the only guys that liked it because we try to sell it and people are like, yo, that's like, no, you know. Um, we think, or Yeah. Do you remember Leucine Matrix? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. By formula, 
Jason Ars, pro bodybuilder, said, no, it needs to have these three different, you know, these three different leucines. If you open that thing up, it smelled like a dirty sock. <laughs> and so only the hardcore group would take it. Bottom line, you learn, live and learn, right? But back then, that was an alert. For sure, for sure. I mean, that's a cool thing. We came out with stuff that was really cutting edge. Um, and guys like you said, you know what? I love this brand because they're innovative. They're always thinking. Do you guys remember Hyde in a cap? Do you remember that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I How cool was that? Yeah. Press it in. Yep unscrew it, yep. shake, shake it. it, and then all of a sudden you literally, because people are trying to do ready to drink pre-workouts, but the problem is you guys know with that, the ingredients degrade. Yeah. So what's the only way that you can get a true pre-workout in an RTD, and we, we literally sourced the cap, we built the powder, shipped the powder to the cap, guy he filled the caps it was a pain in the ass I was working at this point. but it was <laughs> but it was it was cool as shit it was one of the things that people were like i that's what i so even in our brand now different formats trying to think of ways to really keep the interest in our industry going that was one of them like yeah. that that powder in a cap was legit that was super awesome so okay so how long were you at pro subs before you exited gosh so i sold the business, a majority of the business, to a private equity firm in 2015. So I started in 2011, 2012. So about, you know, not three, maybe three or four years when we, until we sold. Um, and then I stayed on for another five years after that. I was just gonna ask, like, was this a financial thing or were you unhappy? But if you stayed for no. five years, you probably weren't. No, happy. so you know, so it was crazy. I, I, I felt like at the time um, we needed I wanted to bring on some additional kind of human resources, people that have done it, been there, done that, had dealt with the likes of a, you know, Walmart or Costco right. or Sam's Club and different, and at that time, I had just presented to Walmart, so I didn't really totally understand that world, that FDM world, so I thought by bringing on a private equity partner, I could take me and the team, so it wasn't just me. Um, so early on, I gave all the team some equity in the, in the business, just as additional. So everyone had a little payday when we sold, which is good. Um, and then I stayed on for five years. And I'll tell you, it was, it was hard. And I would say that would be the one thing if people were to ask me if they're in a, in a place where they're, hey, I'm bringing on an investor or a partner or somebody, whether it's private equity or whatnot, you really have to be, um, you've gotta be aware that when you bring on people from the outside, especially people from the outside of the industry that don't totally know the industry, things can change, you know, and, and, and opinions are different. And, you know, what somebody might think is the right path may not be the right path. So that's the, that's the challenge, right? And they, they view it as widgets and a lot of the yes. bros you were working with, that's anything but that. You 100%. Know? And, it's all, and it's finding that balance, right? right? Because look, what we were doing with Leucine Matrix <laughs> Didn't make financial sense either, right? right. So, so it's it's finding that balance. But I would say, like hindsight being twenty twenty, I wish I rode. I wish I rode with rode with our guys a little bit longer than I did. Okay, um, th gotcha. gotcha. Was it a five year earnout? Like that's a long time. So no, usually so, it's like. So it's it's a that's a great question. So I actually still have equity in the brand. I just left cool. as an employee. Oh okay. Yeah. So cool. it's um it's still there. And you know the guys are they're doing a bunch of things to try to reinvigorate the brand, mm -hmm. but you know I think you know when you bring people in from the outside and they all have their opinions about what sh it should look like, it should feel like, it should taste like, yeah. and they differ from what people in the industry view is what it should look. It, there are challenges, right? Yeah, and it's funny because those people most likely are right. 
Yeah. Because they're talking about who the buyers at Walmart right. will, will, yep. will appreciate. And that's really where the money is. Yeah. As niche consumers and enthusiasts, we understand that, you know, our smaller industry will prefer these things. Yeah, no, you're might right. Technically, work better. Yes, it might not sell well. It might not be as yeah. profitable. It might not be the widget that they want. But we, yeah, but we love hide walking around with ripped clothing and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, so right. And, and they, they would be like, "What is that guy? That guy's <laughs> yeah. on the payroll. Like, yeah. What does he do? Is he a bodyguard? What does he do? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I do want to. I want to slightly shift gears, but yeah. I know this is going to be appreciative. You. <laughs> You signed DJ Khaled to Pro Subs. Oh no! That was the most controversial signing I, I, that I remember in our industry. In terms I, of controversial, I mean, like, like everyone yeah. talks about Kim Kardashian and Alani yeah. this year, but you did it first. I, I, was, I was, <laughs> thank you. I want to talk about this. I said it for you. Don't worry, thank you, brother. I yeah, said it for you. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, so yeah. I, tell us about how it went, where it came from, where did it go, and, oh, man. and I mean, ultimately, I. I'll, I'll, I'll also say, I don't think it worked all that well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, you know, like, I can tell I'd say it's all 2020. No, it is 2020, right? And um, so here was the vision. I'll tell you the vision because I think that's, uh, when I tell people the vision, they're like, okay, I get it. And I, I want to say, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here when I say this. My, I had worked with Rock Nation a number of times. So I had signed uh, Des Bryant back in the day, Juju Smith-Schuster. I was doing a lot of stuff with athletes and um, really close friends with Michael Yormark, who's the president of Rock Nation. He and I are good friends. And I went to, a, um, um, it was a Chargers game at the time. And we had Mel Ingram on our team as an athlete. We're sitting in the stands and I tell Michael, I said, hey man, I'm, I'm gonna come out with this energy drink. It's gonna be a carbonated energy drink called Hyde. Um, he said, oh, I got the perfect guy. We can do Kevin Durant. I said, no, 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 no. I wanna get an artist. He said, really? I said, yeah, you know what? We can do athletes, but I think this is different. Like I wanna take what our industry is kind of like dubbed as being, oh, it's only a sports nutrition product. This is like, right around bang, launching. Like, our industry still embraced the carbonated as a pre-workout drink. I said, no, I wanna take Hyde and make it more mainstream. Meaning, I want artists, I want an artist's community to be able to recognize these products as, you know what, I can drink them when I'm doing whatever, when I'm mixing music, when I'm doing, and he said, oh, he said, Khaled. I'm like, DJ Khaled? He said, yep. I said, I think, he's like, I think he would be perfect. And of course, the reason I got so much hate mail on it was Khaled is not a fit guy. Right. We are a fit industry. Khaled does not have abs, in case you don't know, right? Yeah. Um, but what I saw in Khaled was a guy who embraces partnerships. And for us, where the disconnect was, was at that time I had, I had private equity involved and I, couldn't bridge the gap between where I wanted to take the partnership and what they thought the partnership ultimately was. So to your point, I think it could have worked. Cause it's it, energy and passion and like- Let me tell you some of the opportunities that we couldn't do because I couldn't align with my partners. Khaled's like, look, I'm going on tour with Beyonce and Jay-Z. 52 city tour stop. I'll wrap the bus. I'll wrap the DJ table. I'll have Hyde, he had his own flavor. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hyde Vibes. Yeah. He named it. He, he approved the flavor. This is how involved he was in the brand. That's awesome. I didn't know that. No, and so that's where I'd say like a lot of people that have these influencers or athletes, mm -hmm. that's why here I'm only picking up and looking at people that truly want to be involved in the process, right? Because that's how, that is the most authentic way to communicate partnership is bringing people in 
at the level that, you know, these high paid guys, I don't, they're not hired guns to me, they're partners, right? And Khaled was a partner. So he, we went backstage, he was approving energy drink samples backstage before he went out. So he provided, long story short, it could have worked and this is why. We had all this opportunity on tour. You know, all these things that he invited us to do. Like he invited us to his house to do, uh, he had this private party, P Diddy was there, Mark, um, Marky Mark, Walbert, thank you. <laughs> He's gonna hate me, he doesn't know me, but if, if he did, he'd hate me for that. Um, all these really high, you know, mm-hmm. A-list people, mm-hmm. Khaled just said, hey, can you come up, bring a couple of the girls, set up in my backyard, hand out drinks. That's the kind of partner he was. So like, that is a very unique thing. That's awesome, you see Did these things like with Kim and, granted, huge partnerships, right? But how involved? Right? I mean, and maybe that's not what they use them for. I really loved when a consumer said, you know what? Khaled really is a part of what these guys are doing, right? When you so, talk about partnerships that are working right now, you're really only talking about people like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. C-Bum. Yeah. Like, I mean, people will drive, people flew international to go to the natural body event to talk to him, but only because they felt authenticity with that. That's right. Right. They have done, and look, Sebum and Dom and those guys over there have done such a good job really connecting the dots. Um, they've done a great, and look, I've never met Sebum before, but I can tell he loves being a part of it. Mm-hmm. He genuinely loves being a part of the process, you know, and that's, that's and that comes mean. through, and that comes through. So what went wrong with this tour then? Did you not so wrap the bus, so did it, you not? So it was, there was an expense involved. I looked at it like, hey, we're already investing. Here's the other crazy thing. If I told you this, and I'll just tell you this, because it's, I mean, I think some people know. I got him for a royalty on the product. No salary, no equity. Like, what's going on now? That's real buy-in. Wow. That's real That's buy-in. Real buy-in. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. I got him at a, on a royalty deal only. And he's incentivized to sell To sell product. like crazy. Yeah. And by the way, Hyde Vibes at Vitamin Shop, for us, we had like eight SKUs in there. Hyde Vibes was the number one seller, like 3X. They did displays, he showed up, he did these, th- like it was crazy. And the appearance of Vitamin Shop, this is a game plan for them now. Yeah. Prime, Alani, right? You They're plugging into all of that now. Right. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, you talk about Vitamin Shop running these, Shop, yeah, yeah they, they run these consumption, like basically campaigns because yeah. it's not like, you know, Alani's selling this direct and you can also get it at Vitamin Shop. You have to get it at Vitamin Shop, right? Yeah. So that's why, right. like right. DJ Khaled, it works because he's like, hey, Check out this new drink. Get it at only shop. exclusively at Vitamin Shop. Well, yeah. So you got to go in there to get the product, right? One hundred percent makes sense. It does. It does. And look, if I was the CEO of Vitamin Shop or GNC for that matter, I think that's you know retail challenge today is how do you get the traffic, right? And yeah. that's that's one I would say guaranteed way when you have you know a exclusive product or flavor, yeah. and especially when the athlete or artist is driving traffic I, to get this product. I podcasted with Jack Gayton. At their yeah, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Jack's great. And he awesome, but he, you know, we we talk kind of about like basic principles with retail. Like, what do they want out of a brand? Mm-hmm. Obviously, margins are up top. They have to be able to profit off of it. Yep. There has to be some sort of demand, uh, novelty, newness. Uh, but being able to drive traffic into stores, like Vitamin Shop, is not just a place for you to put something on a shelf. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of brands make now. No question. And it's hard, right? I mean, I could tell you, you know, being a new brand, it is hard to drive traffic. You've got, you know, there's awareness challenges, especially when you're a new brand, yeah. that some mature brands don't necessarily have. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, that retailer, it's not, and look, I know Jack would probably even say this, as much as you hope that the people behind the counter 
that I can go in at every 700 vitamin shop stores, shake their hand, tell them my story, show them the product, show them, show them who we are, show them what the brand is, walk out of there and hope that that person's gonna remember me. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. It, it, it's a very small percentage, very and small percentage. Relate, too. Yeah, so I mean really, and, and look, I've been in, you guys have been in enough of these stores. A lot of people, I would say, go into vitamin shop and GNC predetermined to know what they wanna buy. Very few people, and I've sat in for two hours, I sat in a store one time, just watched the number of people coming in and watched if they actually asked somebody at the counter about a particular category. Like, hey, I'm looking for a new pre-workout. Not one, in two hours. Yeah. They went, they walked in, they either went to the cooler, they went to buy the bars, they walked back to the, and they literally were in the category where they're like, okay, they knew what they wanted to buy, right? So that's, that's, that's. We're in an age of information. Determine that's right. it yeah, right. beforehand. That's right. So, okay, we've heard some good stuff. Yeah. So then where did this go wrong? And it was called the Hyde Power Potion, right? So Hyde Power Potion, yeah. yeah. So you know where it, went, where it went wrong? We didn't, and this is, again, this is one of those learned, you know, mistakes that you, you don't repeat. Tuition payment. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is really early on when carbonated energy for our industry was kind of a new thing. So nobody really knew what sweeteners to use, how much acid to use. Now the co-mans are all like, yo, okay, well, these three that we do here sell like crazy. We use this level of sweetener, sucralose or ACE-K, uh, right? So it's the balance of sweeteners. So now, if you come out with an energy drink, it's almost, I don't wanna say next to impossible, but most energy drinks now taste pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, hard to make a bad one. It's hard to make a bad one now. We made a bad one. High power potion was too sweet. Yep. Um, it was too, it, it was highly caffeinated. So we played that 350 milligram caffeine. So we, at the high range, we went above bang, which at the time was 300 migs. We said, look, we wanna be stronger, we're Hyde. Right. So that was 350. Um, where we failed was the flavor. We had to do some turns on that. And then ultimately, um, private equity, they looked at, we know how expensive these things are. Mm -hmm. We know how expensive it is to carry eight flavors, right? We know at the time, minimum runs, which has changed significantly. To get in this beverage business back in the day, you're looking at 12,000 cases or more per flavor. Truckloads. So, truckloads, right. So, it's an expensive, it was a, an expensive um, endeavor. Wow. And I think ultimately, uh, my partners back then said, you know what, that's not a space we wanna play. Again, I think if you'd ask them today, Hindsight being 2020, they should have leaned into it because we had we had distribution. Mm -hmm. I had people, right. even as quirky as our flavors were, we had Khaled, we had eight flavors in shop, I had GNC coming on board, we had beverage guys saying, I can't get enough of Bang, I'd love to have your product. So, but we ripped the ripcord on it and Okay, started. yeah, because I remember, we, first off, I did a video um, with Josh Shaw, I don't even know if we have it still on our channel, and I just right off the bat said it wasn't gonna work because I, because I was being vain yeah, or whatever, because yep. Caleb wasn't fit. That was right. basically, and so like, I felt like I was right, and now I'm realizing I was, maybe I was right, but I wasn't right for the right reasons right, and everything. Right. Um, but then, yeah, with David Sandler at the, uh, at one of the Arnold conventions, we tried, we tried the drink, yep. and I noticed that sucralose was ahead of caffeine, yeah. but there's 350 of caffeine, I'm like, this is gonna be sweet, and it was incredibly sweet. So, it was. Which I, well, in our industry, we like it because we get bombed out with sucralose and we're used to it. Yeah. Regular people probably can't handle that, and then um, it's tough to finish the can and everything, yeah. so I mean, it, it happens, but. It, it, it doesn't happen much anymore. A, was there a teacrine or dynamine there? was there? That's, there was okay. teacrine in there. But so, I will yeah. tell you, it really came down to, to be honest, and this is not David's fault, but he was 
no one really knew. It was yeah. a, such a new thing yeah. to, to sweeten. So he went super heavy on the sucralose. Matter of fact, when we finally started getting it right, a co-man we went to, they said, oh, you know, how many milligrams of sucralose are you using? I think we had like 900 in there. I think it was that was the number, but the co-man's like, uh, there's your problem, man. Yeah. Like, there's your problem. So then we, you know, by the time is, you know. Yeah. This is a funny thing, though, because no one's transparent about how much sucralose they put in their products. So yeah. no one watching this yeah. is really going to appreciate how much That's that is. That's a lot. No, it's a ton. And look, it's not for no, no other reason than David didn't know. Still you safe, know? though. You're, you still yeah, would have to drink sixty cases of them. Right, it's just it's just ridiculously <laughs> sweet, right? Yeah. So that's that's so poor Hyde Power Potion had its day in the sun, and that was it. But it wasn't T.J. Khaled's father. He didn't. No, I love. Okay, yeah. I just love this redemption story because I I kind of talked bad about this guy <laughs> who seems like he was the man, and like yeah. I want to just apologize. No one cares what I think, but I was like, I feel like wow. Like, no, he was I, actually. Very, oh, I like dude, I'll tell that, you. Yeah. I, and I've worked with a lot of celebrities, a lot of celebrities in yeah. this industry, and he was probably at the time probably one of the best partners we've had. That's incredible. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I always thought it was the matchup of the name with the concept, like the whole artists and everything. I yeah. always thought that Hyde. Yeah. It would have been it, the, like I love the concept and the ideas mm -hmm. and I always thought that I don't have the name. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I always thought that like a different concept would have fit him better. Mm, yeah, I would have brought in Rob Zombie or something to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no for sure. That would have been sick. No, but same type of thing. Like I was trying to stretch it. I right. was trying I like to get yeah. to try to get out of not get out of but share yeah. winning over here but but letting the mass consumer know that you can drink these yeah. performance energy drinks as we're calling them now. And I mean, not just be a pre-workout guy. The you know? distribution was there. I distinctly remember buying a can yep. on a sales trip in Madison, Wisconsin, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember you having oh. like pop-up displays. Like oh, that. dude, we had look. It was it was literally we were kind of fixing as we were going in terms of the sweetness and all. But and then you know my partner just said, oh, it's just too expensive. This is back when you would buy cardboard boxes it was a beer box yeah beer box with yep. a handle on top yep. i yep. remember you would sell them like mm -hmm. as a 12 pack like, yeah you didn't buy individual cans back yeah vitamin shop. it was pretty cool yeah it was uh, back in the day it was like okay that was before all of what we see now is yeah. has happened you know? yeah okay so you you put in five extra years at yep. ProSops, yep, and then it's time to put in your two week rest. Like, yeah, notice, so like, so I would tell you, I I would tell you. Um, so I think probably everybody in the industry knows this. I partnered with Nick Stella at Rise. You were on this podcast, fairly, right? yeah. yeah, fairly early on. Um, in his, in his, so I did, I, in yeah, his life, we do yeah. have an episode, and I did not realize how early on you were. Yeah, though, so yeah. It, was, yeah, it was really early, um, and I recognized he had a really strong intuition around marketing, and especially digital mar digital mm -hmm. marketing, right. and that was. So early on, when no one was getting it, he was getting it. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, um, I believe in that. I invested. At the time, it wasn't chump change, but it was, you know, it was not a huge amount of money uh, to partner with him. And then throughout those years, you know, he would ask me questions about Vitamin Shop, and he and I still to this day, I still we're still partners. Um, but I left ProSups, jumped over there for about six months, um, started working more closely with him. And then I realized, and I've said this on a podcast, and I've told this to him as well, we're better partners than we are coworkers. Um, right. I think that's a fair way of saying it. You know, and, and I would tell you, he's alpha, I'm alpha. Sometimes that doesn't always mix, right? You know, I have, I have this thing, hey, we should go here, we should go here. And he's like, maybe, but I want to do it this way. So it just, for a lot of reasons, it just didn't work. I have found that digital marketers and sales reps don't mesh. Yeah. Um, 
I, I found this myself. Like yeah. I am a digital person natively, but when you work with people who work in sales, who work in like like who understand that the industry and, and sales channels, digital and like physical don't always mesh extremely well. That's so well put, man, and it's so accurate because I think that's the challenge is that a lot of these direct to consumer only brands that don't have the retail distribution are yeah. facing. Because there's a, there eventually is a human element to right. this space. And a lot of the guys that live in this digital world that are doing things you know, with, with obviously IG and TikTok, there is eventually a human element to, you know, you can't go sell to Walmart with a, an Instagram ad. You have right. to sit down in front of somebody and talk to them and talk to them about your story and do all that stuff, right? Um, so I, I spent some time there, six months. Um, the cool thing was, I've known Tom Ryder, who is the founder of Applied Nutrition, which is the mothership to ABE. Um, I've known him for six years. I used to run into him at FIBO, uh, Body Power. Um, he and I became friends, just trade show buddies. And then almost a, a mutual respect, because we'd have a booth, he'd have a booth, yeah. and we'd throw bars at him, and he'd throw bars at us, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but he and I became good friends over the years, and. I think people appreciate like what the Expo Buddy thing is like. It's, like you have friends that you only see at Expo. That's yeah. it, it's almost like a, like a reunion. Yeah, it is. And it's weird, you don't talk to them all year. No, and you, you show don't work up. with them. You no. Don't, but you're still buds when you're when you get there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like That's almost awesome. like family. It's yeah. weird. It's like this weird, like man, I, I miss you, bro. Like one of those weird like oh, shit, know. man. You know, I love it. But so a lot of American consumers won't know how big Applied Nutrition is. Yeah. So we're a hundred plus million a year in turnover. Um, probably one of the largest brands in the world, really, on Where's the sports nutrition. Liverpool, right. UK. Um, Tom and I sat down in the at the Dubai Muscle Show a few years back. It was, even, it was even before I left ProSups, because I was there, and he, he pulls me over, and he, had, he bought me my first gin and tonic. And we sit down and we talk about brands, and he said, TJ, I've always wanted to bring my brand to the US. And of course, I was at ProSups, knowing that I wasn't gonna be there very long. And I'm like, well, I mean, what are you thinking? And he said, well, you know, we got all these SKUs and this and that, and I said, well, look, let's keep a dialogue going. You know, so we did, for the course of the next two years, we kept staying in touch, hey, seeing each other at trade shows. Um, and then I just realized, you know what? Me and Nick are better partners than we are coworkers, and you know, so I reached back out to Tom, and I said, hey, you still interested in bringing your brand to the US? He said, oh man, absolutely, you know? Um, and so we connected, and I suggested, look, Tom, applied nutrition, for those that don't know, 300 plus SKUs, 300 plus different items, mm -hmm. plus probably flavors on top of that, right? So it's probably 1,200 items, right? Um, I said, that is an overwhelmingly large number of just marketing uh, marketing energy that we have to spend to even talk about mm -hmm. bringing applied nutrition to the US. So I suggested, look, our consumer, the ABE brand, which I will say was not a brand, even in Europe, ABE was just a product. So One what you see, right? it was just, and it's not even our new pump formula, um, it was just a pre-workout and an energy drink. So we had those two things being sold. Number one, our powder was number one pre-workout in Europe. But it was, just, it, was a, an ex, it was a product of the overall brand. Mm -hmm. But I said, look, I'll do this, but it, you have to trust me. Let me create the brand around the product, which is the first time I've ever had to do something like that. Normally you have this idea of brand and what brand needs to look like. You know what the you know the apparel needs to look like. What the athletes need to look like. We did it at ProSups, did it at Rise, and doing it here was exciting because ABE all black everything. I'm like, okay, that's pretty edgy. 
pretty hardcore, right? Um, but I said, Tom, you have to trust me that, that in, allow me to create the brand. So I brought some really creative people in that I've worked with in the past, and we built what ABE is, what you see today, from labels to look to our Instagram pages to our apparel. Um, and it's been, it's been an incredible experience. You know, starting from, starting from scratch is always tough, you know? Right, because you didn't use, or you used the, the, the pre-workout, but you really- Different you, formula, uh -huh. total. I mean, it, all we did, we used the letters. Yeah. ABE, we changed the label. Uh, we changed the label from the get. We so this is a label. new, it's like an American LLC and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's an ANUSA. So it's Applied Nutrition USA LLC. So okay, it's its gotcha. own It's our own office. Um, mm -hmm. I partnered with um, two guys, two of my partners. Um, one's Tom Ryder, one's Steve Granite in the UK. And we uh, partnered here to do basically this brand here. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so did you, you initially launched with energy drink and pre-workout or just pre-workout? No, it was both. So okay. that's the cool thing. I would say like the great thing about what we had going is we already had great costing. Um, we make products, the important thing, 140,000 square feet under roof in the UK. We make all of our products in-house. So n that supply chain flexibility you have around new flavors, timeliness of delivery, getting in line with commands to have product run, all that go, like we're. But this is all made domestically here. No. Right? No, I was just, that the was my powder, next question. This was made, was this? That was made in the UK. So you import ah. all of this We stuff. import right now everything except our protein. And so, and that's cost effective because you're making it itself. Shocking. Yeah, that's it is. normally not. No, I you know. know. I don't need to tell you no, this. No, I like, know. For people listening, like, that. Like, that's an anomaly. That, like, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't. I mean, but they right? have manufacturing over there and they already have so, the ingredients. So what we're so. doing, picture this. If you're a manufacturer, you have your cost of material and then you have what your overhead is to build yeah. the product, right? Mm -hmm. Right. They're Perfect. netting it down to just cost of material. But you gotta pay container fees and getting it shipped That's over it. And but guess yeah. what? Shipping during when we started was about 12,000 a container. Right. It's about 3,000 a container. Yeah, it was right. crazy for a while. Yeah, so shipping's next to nothing. Duties, duties on pre-workout since there's no like dairy or sugars or you don't pay any tax on this stuff. Either, same on this, so. Well, I'm surprised about the cans because the cans are heavy. They are, but you, I was shocked. We've gotten quotes locally and like from some, you know, and I'm, the cool thing about my partners, they're like, hey, look, if it makes sense to run there, rock and roll. Yeah. But it absolutely doesn't. We're paying like, the lowest quote I got was like 40% higher. So what gives, it gives me the advantage to go into like a top retailer. I mean, we're flowing into Meyer, Giant Eagle, we're in Walmart, and be able to offer them really competitive pricing on a great product that has real ingredients in it. Like, this isn't just caffeine and water, you right. know what I mean? So, so to go back to like what we were just talking about before, we talked about Jack Gaten, where he's like, yeah. he's like the, the trifecta, right? Yeah. Like, you were saying like, as a new brand, you might struggle generating foot traffic. Right. That trifecta, you can lean a little bit more on like, we've got better margins. For better things. margins, right. So, so you get, you know, a retailer that says, okay, you know what? I know you're not Sebum, you know? Um, I know you're not, you know, Kim Kardashian, but, I'm making 15 points more on your pre-workout. I can afford if the terms are not what par looks like for me, right? Well, you can lean into promotions with them a little bit. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So for all those economic reasons, I think, and look, Jack would probably tell you this too. Like there's still a foot traffic problem with specialty retail stores. There still is. You can't say there. Now, the difference is, are people going into vitamin shop buying drinks and bars at a higher clip than they used to? Maybe. Um, however, 
there's still there's still a foot traffic problem, and there's still there's still a reason why Shop is trying to get brands to do exclusives and drive and with high paid influencers and athletes, right? They have there's a foot traffic issue, and I don't know how that goes away because what I'm seeing, um, and it, it's fairly convenient for me to say this because this is where I'm growing, is you're seeing these sets in places like Walmart in places like HEB, places like Giant Eagle and Meyer, that five years ago were 10, 12 foot sets that are now full aisles. Right. And, it's, and it's about being recognized now as a point of destination for brands like ours. And eventually, foot traffic through OTC at Walmart is a million people a week. You can't compete with that. And those, and those are people, and what we're all seeing, those are consumers that are buying not just six-star protein, like there used to be. They're buying Bum. They're buying Rise. Mm -hmm. They're buying ABE, right? So So yeah. how do you get, someone's coming into the store, how do you get them to buy ABE instead of Rise, let me just say? No, that's, you know, that's a great, so we have to do our work uh, on the consumer side, you know, with cans and specifically, cans and hands type events. To back Uh, you up on it though, the difference between looking at Rise and seeing something that's colorful and, and light and looking at something that says, all black everything. You as a metalhead, I feel pretty sure that you yeah, probably picked some, up that. It's got some light tones to it with the so, fruit. Thank you, and it's funny you say that. I've always said, not that you, I, not that you no. walked away from Rise and made like the complete opposite to no. them, but like, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this, I relate to much better than Rise. Well, and, and the reality is, the reality is, that was the pitch that I made to Jack was look, I think there are a lot of brands, and this is where Nick has done a really, and, and Dan at Ghost, um, have done, have made sports nutrition really convenient for you know, lifestyle fitness people, and they're in the way that they look. Now their formulas are, you know, are performance-based, but they're, the way that they look, the way that the, the, the attractiveness to it has been, I've, I've told Jack, I think a lot of brands chase that yeah. and overcorrected. So now there's this field of whites and rainbow colored this, and now, now mm-hmm. how do you distinguish yourself from those guys? You said it perfectly, all black everything. Right. Like all black everything. So I, yeah, I've seen all this, and I'll tell you, it's working. Well, we were talking about how like back in the day, it was cool to be hardcore. Like people willingly drank 12 tablets from an animal pack, you know, yep. like, and, and, and carbolic and all that stuff. Yep. Obviously we're not there anymore where the right. mainstream consumer wants something that's inconvenient or disgusting, but, um, something to feel like, you know, like you said, you want to like you wear black when you want to look more hardcore. Yeah. Like some people feel that way. They might not want to wear all light colors and stuff. And I, to me, like a lot of people want to wear all black. So I happen to think, and again, I'm maybe I'm saying it because it's convenient for me to say it being ABE, but um, I think there is a place at the table for a brand like ours. We're proving it. We're proving there's a place at the table for a brand like ours where people are saying, you know what. This stuff is great, but I want something with a little bit more edge, right? I want right. to, I want to, you know, and it's not like any formulas are weak or whatnot, but it's, you know, when that's what's been so, that's what's so amazing about marketing, right? Like it's, you can, you can build what you, what you intend your brand to be with consumer, with your products, your packaging, and it tells a different message then, and it, and it attracts potentially a consumer that might want something different than what they even they've been trying because they view it as something that's more serious, 
are more hardcore. Right? right, I was gonna say like a lot of times we see the, the black tubs and it's like this crazy hardcore demon thing right. or whatever, and it's right. not this, you have the more professional, but it's also, right. I like when you said the edge, like all black everything. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. I'll bring your edge or something, yeah. AVE, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like, yeah just a little Abe, Abe brings edge, I like that right Abe, there. Abe does bring edge, it's, it's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm, I've, uh, I've had a good time with these brands, but I want something that's gonna, you know, sharp, it'll sharpen my sword a little bit more, and that's yeah. what you know, ABE's been able to do. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's a lot of brands out there that are kind of cringy when it comes to like trying to be hardcore. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, like you said, demon pre workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you we, see we, a lot of those. We get reached out. A lot of companies reach out to us with just like honestly, like inappropriate names yeah. at some points and stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's not a great look, but like a clean, crisp all black everything makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and one thing you yeah. said during this podcast and then before the podcast is that you want to bring more people into the industry. Right. And I want to reiterate that you said that because you care about this industry. Ben cares about this industry as well as I do. And it's like when you see products that are embarrassing, uh, that's not that's not what we want. So no. We, so there's a doing the, the black branding properly is very important. Yeah, no, and that, you said it perfectly. I think, you know, what we did try to do with this in particular, even with our, you know, the new pump formula is- We gotta get into that. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, so obviously it needs, it, we want it to still carry the seriousness when you, when you dress in all black, you go to the gym. I mean, I used to say this story all the time. When you go to the gym, I know when I go to the gym, I wear a certain, there's, if I'm doing legs, I know what I'm wearing. It's all black and it's, I, I, I don't just close my eyes and pull my drawer out and grab a shirt and grab a, a pair of shorts. It's like there's a there's an outfit. You look good. You feel good. Right. One hundred percent. And I, so, I, I, this I have to admit this. I wear the same shirt for probably five years every single leg day because like, I I don't, I don't know why it was just like a tradition. Like, okay. I always wanted that. Right. It wasn't black. So okay. That's no, okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I totally know what you mean. You yeah. want like a certain feeling and right. So so we know and we know because every anyone you ask if you were to go out on a date. First date, what are you wearing? You're wearing black, something black. Maybe not all black, but you're wearing something black. Why? You wanna feel your very best. You wanna be your very best. You wanna present your very best, right? And that's, for us, it makes the messaging and the branding super exciting and super cool and super easy, really, you so know? Let me ask you, uh, I wanna get into the pump. Yep. Um, but right before we do that, one last question I have to do when it's like distribution and stuff. Do you think that moving into Walmart will um, like, I don't know, decrease consumption in other channels? Because we see some people losing consumption like vitamin shopping yep. and C when they go into Walmart. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think there's only a certain, now I say this, like I said earlier, I think there's a ton of new consumers coming in the space, right? And I think the question is, where do you capture those new consumers, right? Um, I still think GNC and Vitamin Shop are valuable partners for that. I do think, um, and I'm not just saying it because it's where we're placing our bets, but I do think that foot traffic will continue to be a challenge for retailers. And it's not just ABE that's creating the separation uh, between consumer behavior from specialty to FDM, HEB, you know, and other brands. I mean, look, let's face it, Sebum, Rise, you know, Ghost, all these guys have said, okay, look, if we just invest only in the ultra specialty channel, we're gonna pay a lot in promotion. We're gonna pay a lot, there's a lot of costs. There's way more costs involved in participating in that space than there are banking on. And again, there's risk, right? When you go into FDM, there's a consumer, an uneducated, more a less educated consumer. There's a consumer that 
doesn't know as much about what's going on potentially in Instagram or TikTok, right? They're going more off the five foot rule, which is, does the package look cool? Is it priced right? Is it something I can afford? So it's a different, it's a different way to, to bait the hook, you know? But um, I do think in time, uh, and I think the guys at Vitamin Shop and, and GNC, there's a, gonna always be an opportunity to participate in, a, in whatever brand you own, right? In that environment. I think a cool way to do it is exclusive flavors and different things. It's a great place to launch and incubate new flavors and new products. But I think what you'll find, this is what I've told a lot of people, when we're because we are in Walmart, we are going into Meijer, but we don't have the full line there. I think it's a great way for us to get people to try the products. And then if Vitamin Shop so decides, or GNC do, so decides, they carry the rest of the brand. Yeah, you can get Blue Lagoon at Walmart, but you can't get the other five flavors. You can't get the exclusive, you know, Batty Berry, right? Although you can um, at Walmart. But point being, right, um, I think there's, there's definitely opportunities to play in both spaces, but I do believe in time, those sets will continue to grow. I've always felt like there, there are levels to this game and yeah. that um, certain retailers, like you have to like be called up to the big leagues. Mm -hmm. And I think that one issue that I've seen over the last couple of years is that line starting to get blurred. Mm -hmm. Like Walmart has brought in some people like that I didn't necessarily think needed to be an FDM or deserve mm -hmm. to be at that level of distribution, whereas I thought they should have proved themselves at Vitamin Shop first. Sure. Okay, so, all right, so I, uh, to be transparent here, Nutrition 21 sponsored this podcast, so we have to talk about your new pump product. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it contains nitrosity. Yeah, of course. But, of course, I'm super, I, we saw this formula a couple months ago, and it was like, we got to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but are you formulating? Or? No, no. Okay. And, you know, the, the, so I've got a really good team, my sales guys, um, Lance. The sales guys formulate? Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. So they're just industry guys that have been. Awesome. And Mike Fabiano, who's, uh, he handles the corporate side of the business. You know, do you know Mike? It's been forever. If I go to my old emails, oh, oh I'm man, sure, yeah. I, it's been forever. So he, wow. so he's here now. Um, and he actually built his own line, which unfortunately for him, fortunately for us, because he's here, but didn't work out for him. But these, these guys, you know, no ingredients. And I will tell you, I've got, you know, Tom Ryder. Applied Nutrition, right? and Gareth, who is uh, his chief formulator there, they love formulators. Do they have so, to approve? So yeah, so yeah, and actually we work collaboratively yeah. together, because okay. I think, as you probably know, the guys, um, my partners Tom and then Gareth there in the UK, they work with all these ingredient guys, um, they go to Supply Side West, they're super plugged in to the innovation on the ingredient side. So I'm not a formulator, mm -hmm. um, those guys do a really good job making sure that we have thought about not just what ingredients, but the levels of inclusions, and then what's hard to flavor over. To be totally clear, we our first our pre-workout, the AB pre-workout we sell in the U.S., mm -hmm. we had a um, powdered glycerol that they put in. I can't remember if it was trademarked or what, but within like a few weeks. We saw clumping, and so we had to pull that out. You're so, shipping on a boat overseas. Yeah, so it's extra time. It's for sure. Yeah, so anything I, hydroscopic. I mean, we, we went through a couple of dings before we rolled the product out, mm -hmm. but it wasn't because what we decided coming into this market was everything that we do, everything, even our protein powder, is going to be viewed not just from a, a formula perspective, but a packaging perspective, mm -hmm. and right now a pricing perspective as premium. There's a, there's a, I know everyone yeah. says that. Well, the, the, the yeah. US right. and the UK are different, they're completely different communities right now. For sure. Like formulating, like, uh, I, 
your your buddies that applied might not like the things I've said about like gym sharks pre workout and stuff. Like no, that. no, no. Just so it's funny. Like, um, I've had I've had critical talks with the guys about that too. Yeah. Um, well, to their credit, I mean, like I didn't say the nicest things, but to their credit, applied nutrition is so large. Yep. And and that pre workout is so well sold that when Gymshark, which is like one of the biggest apparel yeah. companies in the world for fitness, comes out with their pre workout, it was a private labeled applied nutrition. That's right. Which is which it is public and transparent. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They they won't they will not deny yeah, that. To you give know? credit to them, like it is a highly distributed product mm -hmm. to the point where like someone else wanted to literally use the formula for their launch. And that's the thing, right? Like I think there's. A um, there's a strategy there, and they, and they know. So Tom is good friends with the CEO of Gymshark. So there was uh, there was obviously a relationship there. I don't even know what happened to that. I don't know if it's still being sold or what. Gymshark one. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'd love know. to say that my video uh, did kill. Yeah. <laughs> no. no offense. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's funny. I don't. I don't even. It's. I think it was a limited drop. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was a limited drop. I don't think that Gymshark needs to live in supplements. What's well, you see? I'll tell you, man. Great point. I see a lot of apparel companies try to dabble in supplements and it never I've not seen yeah. one that work. I don't know why. It's such a different community. Such it a is, man. I mean, you understand better than anyone. Like So I would tell you this. Back in the day, picture this, guys. Remember, and look, Optimum tried. A lot of these big brands that owned one category tried to, hey, if we do protein right, certainly someone's going to put value in the pre-workout we develop. I've always viewed as pre-workouts and performance as like more technical, right? Mm -hmm. If you're an apparel brand, you're in apparel. What the hell do you know about pre-workout? So how, what's, how do you bring any credibility to that? That's a, I think that's a challenge that a lot of apparel companies have, right? It's not like they don't have the following. I mean, there's a couple really big apparel companies here in the US that have way more influencers than we do, way more reach than we do. But what credibility do they have on the supplement side? In my opinion, it's always just been people who think it's like, oh, I just put shit in a bottle and sell it. 100%. Like, like, yep. It's like uh, Gymshark, obviously, they have ties to apl uh, Applied. They also have ties to Bumpsed. They have, a, they have yep. ties to Ghost. They yeah. have ties to like companies that could have said, hey, let's do this a little bit better. Yeah, right. Like, there's, there's plenty of people who could have, and, and from, from every perspective, formulating, flavoring, like distribution, I've always felt like I'm wondering if it was a cost thing. Again, I wasn't part of those conversations. Uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? But I've always felt like exactly what you're saying. Because yeah. supplement companies, ironically, like like you said, there are protein companies that haven't been able to break into pre-workout. That's right. That's right. That's right. Like like Cellucor for years tried to do a protein. There program. you go. And, if, and who had better distribution than Cellucor seven years ago? Nobody. Yeah. They were the king. They had stuff everywhere. So that's all. That's, so let's just talk to you. So yeah, I, what I want to say is I really enjoy your formulas. Energy drink is like obviously I would do things slightly different. It's yeah. doing a lot of things that no one else is doing. Sure. So yeah. people are going dynamine to feel and a little, exactly yeah. A, yeah. A, a solid hit of dynamine. Yeah. I've always been positive people about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can tell why this is making me feel good here, and that's why I want to chug it earlier. Yeah. No. It's dude. It's 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 crazy. I mean, you know, energy drinks. There's millions of them. Mm -hmm. People drink ours, and like they just make. I just feel different when I drink your drink. If you crazy. give a normie, I'm gonna say like a non-supplement hardcore user. Yeah. You give them a good hit of some of the ingredients that you have in here. Yeah. They're gonna feel. They're good. gonna feel it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, for sure. The betaine, if they're not getting enough, they get. Yeah. yeah right. And what's so cool is that like because you're coming from the UK, like this is a very different formula for the US. <laughs> right. 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 Like. Yeah. To have an energy drink that has that long of actives is different. Yeah, you know, you for have, sure. Yep. You have Ghost and Rise who have some additionals. Yep. Like, you know, I would say like for a while, Ghost had the most. Yep. Rise is a couple. Right. But this is like a full panel, which yeah. is very, very different. 
And your pre-workout was kind of a similar style, mm -hmm. where it like bounced around, hit a couple things, but this pump product's like heavy doses. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So I, I remember when Tom was like, we need to pull it, we need to put a full dose of creatine in there in ours. Like it's, I think it's the only one that's oh, got that's five grams of mono in a mm -hmm. ser in a serving, right? First thing I was gonna point out, five grams, yeah. And I don't, a, a, two, a full two scoop a full serving, two which is, yeah, you yep. get 20 of those full yep. two scoop servings yep. in this. I don't even know if this is legal, which I love about this, <laughs> is that it says Shit. skin splitting yeah. in the panel. Like, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, like, I, you know, you know what's funny? I think two yeah. scoops, yeah. skin splitting. Yeah. I mean, to me, like that's yeah. hilarious yeah. to me. Like, like I'm, you know, like I, I'm it sure works, like our regulatory yeah. friends yeah. are like, yeah, no, whatever. I know, like, it's hilarious. But yeah. you, I mean, you guys have some really cool stuff in here. It's different. So, did he justify why we wanted a full five grams of creatine? You know, in a I, I think formula? I think I'm not against um, it. no. So I think I think there's been a lot of, and you guys would know this. I think there's a lot of talk about how. Obviously, monohydrate increases pump. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it on its own, it it helps with that. Um, and then having the formula be the only brand that has five grams in a in a kind of a full two scoop serving. Well, here's is my thought cool. process. Yeah. It's like when you take a pre workout and you put creatine in it, it can be an issue because you need to take creatine every single day. For sure. But you might not want to take a pre workout because of the stimulant every single day. That's right. But this is. You get stim free. It's no, free, right? Stim free. Like, it's just, it's no just, stims, so, man. So yep. no matter what, you're getting you can a take full, this in the morning. Yep. Yep. Because there, there is a benefit to taking pump supplements outside of just your your pre workout. Absolutely. There's blood flow. It's. Uh, I mean, the cool thing we actually on a previous podcast we talked about nitrosamine, and we don't we can't make claims or anything, but there is a blood pressure reduction and everything. There are mm -hmm. there are some healthy things that these ingredients. So we put nitrosamine in a lot of our products. Um, we actually have a gel uh, coming out, pump gel Ooh. that's got nitrosamine in it. I don't know if Todd to knows that, that but I yeah. Saw some I saw I'll some bags show, on your desk. I'm going to send you guys some home with some stuff, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I'm getting stopped in TSA. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. 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 Just pump gel, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. pump yeah. gel, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I like the blend because we have, we, you know, you almost have to have citrulina in the yeah. formula. Yeah. But I think a lot of users want something more than citrulina. That's right. And that's where the nitrosamine comes in, uh, on top of uh, obviously creatine. And creatine gets gets controversial with the acute before pre-workout. So you know what's funny? Let me ask you guys a question about creatine. One of the reasons why we pulled it out of the pre-workout is there were women that didn't want to take pre-workout because it had creatine in it, which is I, I'm t it blows my mind. But I think there's a lot of people that t that took creatine out of their pre. Two reasons, right? You couldn't put it, unless you used a, like a hydrochloride or, you know, a creatine nitrate, you can do lower grams. dose, a grant, yeah. right. I mean, a mono, you need f five grams, right? And that's just a lot of volume to the put big in thing the was And the price hike. got crazy. And the price got crazy, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. The price hike was huge. That's where that's where Nutrition Twenty One started crushing it with nitrosamine because creatine and citrulline both skyrocketed in price and roof. everything. And then and like, nitrosamine at a gram. Of yeah, a yeah, you well, can get like yeah. There are very few supplements where I will say like everyone needs to take this. And mm -hmm. like creatine is one of them. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, creatine is one of those things that helps everyone from mm -hmm. elderly people with yeah. their cognition to just putting on muscle. Yeah. You know, and 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 probably everyone who takes this product wants to put muscle on. No, for sure. Hundred right? percent. But yep. from just like an like a, 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 an aging perspective, mm -hmm. it is incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. Yep. And no one, no one is eating enough red meat. I know Mike. Like, you usually talk about red meat. Like, <laughs> it's true. It's no, like it's, a gram per pound of meat. Like, I know. Like, it's that's fun. That's what I tell people. I get yeah. pretty close sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, like, but like, only a gram. You only got to eat a pound of meat to get a gram of creatine. 
someone's going to fact check us. No, no, but 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 here's the thing. It's something like... We're getting less nutrition out of our food, no matter what, across the board, whether it's minerals or compounds, potentially like that. So... it, it makes too much sense to get it, and as it depends on your size, blah yeah. blah blah, activity mm-hmm. level, you're going to pee out a lot of creatine. Sure. You need to replace. And I mean, long story what, short, you got to supplement magnesium. You got to supplement creatine, right. like no matter what. For That's my right. Opinion. Why not just get it in your pre workout? You can take every single day. And right? one of the things that I love is our guys in Europe. Man, our flavors. Everything we make tastes like I've, unlike in the brands that I've been in prior where you'd have like, okay, maybe something I think tastes great. Someone else like, ugh, you know? Everything we're kicking out is yeah. like, yo, you guys crushed it with that flavor. They're obviously That's doing it. Now, are they American? See, right? I mean, how good this is this? This flavor yeah. is, I don't know. I could drink, I, know, I know you grabbed that one. I could drink this uh, every single Then you'll love this. Oh, nice. Blue Raz Pump. Okay, yeah, so, yep. so are they Americanizing the flavor profiles? Yeah, then? we've actually, because- oh, 100%, man. We've actually had to... The cool thing is we can we have our own R and D facility in in our factory, right? right? Manufacturing. Oh, so yeah. like we can they'll, they'll overnight flavors this way. We try them. Uh, needs more more. We think it needs more acid. It needs to be tart. If it's a you know sour gummy for us, we change that two or three times to get more of the sourness in it. Right? It's fun though. But we change all the U S formulated stuff has U.S. approved flavor systems. Right, yeah. I think that's important. And I think the cool thing is- For better is, or for worse. No, for sure, and you know what though? I, what's funny is Tom has told me that they've adopted. So they've adopted the packaging. So what used to be ABE in Europe, now looks like- Interesting. Yeah, so they've used the kind of background wallpaper that we've used um, because they their customers there are like, wow, I really like, can I get the U.S. version one? It's cool. There are, I mean, it's funny. I, really, I actually would love to know if there's going to be UK, UK people watching this podcast because of applied nutrition. But yeah. some of like the artwork here, I would consider to be American. Like, yeah. like we talk about like traditional American tattoos, yeah, for sure. Right, like the eagle with the. So the, that was done by a, an American designer. Uh, matter of fact, everything here. The eagle, except for is the ABE, touch. yeah, with with the anvil and the eagle, the, the eagle and anvil. That's, 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 that's something unique. Melissa, one of our uh, my original designers, said. You know what? We're a U.S. company, let's do the Eagle, and then the Anvil. We, we actually came up with the Anvil because we said, you know what, we want to have something like that's just unbreakable. You know, as part of an go. icon that we can play off of, we can put on apparel, we can put on packaging. There you go. So it's just fun. Like developing the brand has been, su- and it continues to evolve, so it's just been super fun. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, this is the kind of pre-workout this I would take. This is an yeah. exciting pump for me. We even talk about Fitnox in here, so we've done some coverage on that. We'll link to that in the show oh, notes cool. as well. Okay. So. You have a lot of a lot going on here, and that I mean, it shows two scoops is twenty five grams. So, yeah, that's a heavy powder dose. Is this going to be? Do you know the retail cost? I don't like to so, quote prices on the channel because things you, change, you know. Change I over believe time, like, I believe we just launched it, and I believe it retails the same. I'm sorry, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Really? So I think it's a little bit less than our pre workout. Our pre workout retails forty four ninety nine. That's a lot of stuff for yeah thirty nine ninety nine for this amount. So of stuff. So you guys are getting good yeah. deals on stuff. It's good, and and we do, and and I th- and that enables you to get nitrosamine in there, which is a premium ingredient. So okay, I got your model now. There I, you I, go, I, dude. You, yeah, we DJ we has sold me. We want to make sure that anything we come out with, even our proteins, which you'll see, you'll see, um, we're flowing proteins into Meyer, um, a variety of other retailers. You'll see our, even our proteins. We went with cookie inclusions and mm. you know clear PET bottles, soft touch lid, textured labels. Like we want to do everything where it's, people see everything. That, everything that has a touch point, we want to make sure people know is ABE and it, yeah. it brings that high quality. You know. How, yeah. So 
how are you going to, what, what is the marketing plan for this? Because I want to, one more thing on the formula. Yeah. You have nootropics in here too. You have choline. Yep. Yeah, I didn't mention beta alanine. That's not nootropic. But you have choline. Nitrogen's mm-hmm. got nootropic claims. Mm-hmm. Then you have, um, alongside the choline, you have huperzine A. So you're working on like a lot of systems here. And creatine's even got cognitive. Yeah. Like, I mean, benefits. we, we so know. So is this a nootropic, stint free free workout? Is that where. No. Yeah. I think we all know that I think people, consumers now are searching for more than just stimulants. They're searching for mind, kind of mind stimulants, if you will. Um, and so I think we want to include that in any type of performance product, which is one of the reasons why we've got a couple of them in here, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a vitacoline in that yeah, energy. That yeah, right, makes sense, right? So uh, we know that people in the gym are looking for cognitive benefit, not just stimulants. And that's why we know, you know, although I will tell you, because I've been in this industry a long time, stim-free is a fraction of the market. I mean, it just is. There are still so yeah, many people right. that prefer the stimulant-based pre-workouts over stim-free, but we feel like there's a place uh, to be that, I would say that upper tier stim-free offer. I honestly don't believe the price that you quoted there. So like- Yeah, no, I believe it's thirty nine ninety nine. If it's the same- premium. Yeah, for sure. And I think we did that. Um, there was a there was a method to the madness. I think it because it's a twenty forty serve. Mm-hmm. Um, we said, okay, you know what? If people take two scoops of this, it's really a twenty day supply. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, okay, to be in that, you know, we want to make it. We want to make it obviously affordable, right? Um, and we think that people will probably want to double scoop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, I, I do think there are other pump formulas out there that are more expensive than that one. And don't have all the bells and whistles. And that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Ben, have you tried this, or is this our first time holding it? No, I've only gotten pictures of it. Yeah. I've yeah. Well, you're gonna t- you'll take it home with you for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is. I'm impressed. Yeah. Okay. Thank that's you. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. When do these launch? They are out. They are. Um, we are shipping. We started shipping about a week ago. Okay. So it's obviously online. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most most local retailers have it. So Waiting will this on, be in Vitamin Shop? We're, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Um, I haven't totally presented a lot of the new innovation to them yet. Uh, GNC is the same. Okay. Uh, but that, the intent is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Okay. You guys work it's like I'm sorry, uh, just like uh, brick and mortar, mom and pop. Yeah, for sure. So we have, uh, you know, obviously we're sir, we uh, we work U.S. military, um, uh, your pack, Muscle Foods, Europa, Sport Life. Any retailers looking to buy our products, they carry the full line, okay. including the proteins. Uh, we actually have a number, which has been really cool for me because obviously at ProSups we we kind of cut our teeth on the brick and mortar retailers. So having the support of a lot of these guys that are still around, that are still putting value in brands that are supporting um, their retail stores. You know, we send out samples and shakers and loaded shakers with samples and t-shirts. And I still see a lot of value in that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when I can't be and where our team can't be in front of a consumer, the only way that you really can get there outside of the digital world, which we're doing also, is put a a, a sample of the brand in somebody's hand, right? Um, and we do a lot of that, which, which again, helps us really kind of expand the reach of what we're trying to do here. So going back a little bit, when launching this brand, did you get a budget, like a lump of money, or do you need to sustain things all on your own now? Is there still... Like- yeah, that's a good question. So they, my partners have said, look, you know, we're, in, we're a really successful global business. Right. Um, and they said, look, we know we're in, we're in for the long game here. This okay. is not... You know, I think you see, we've all seen a lot of brands come out of nowhere, do a booth at the Arnold, and then next year they're, you can't, you know, their mail's getting returned, you know? Um, you've seen that, right? Sure. Um, that's not this brand. You know, fortunately, we've got, you know, super strong financial backing from Europe. Mm-hmm. 
And the guys are like, hey, we're going to do what it takes. And we, and, they, and we have. We've gotten the support, not just with samples. I mean, we're doing stuff. I mean, samples are not cheap. Right. We dropped, I think we dropped at the Arnold, we probably dropped 75,000 single-serve samples at the Arnold, which is, you know, it's, it's not... It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And then we're sending stuff out in the mail. We're doing a free uh, online. You can, for we cover the the uh, they pay the freight. We cover like an, a big water jug full of samples. And so it's just other ways that we're getting sure. the support, the financial mm -hmm. support to make sure that we succeed. Awesome. Yeah. I don't have any other questions on this. Cool. I'm, I'm so excited. Much. It's I, been awesome. Th these conversations are so much better in person. Like oh, just, right? And then yeah. feeling the product. Well, especially when like, the technology's not working. Oh, yeah. When I was like, eh, eh, oh, eh, eh. <laughs> that was terrifying. So, yeah. yeah, it was just so annoying. Yeah. It's been Excellent. awesome. TJ, thanks for having Thank us here. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank that you for was the story. Fun. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Uh, people can find you at oh, yeah. CEO Swole. CEO Swole. CEO underscore Swole. An ABE. <laughs> Although there, I don't think there's a lot of CEO swoles out there, but Just in case there CEO are, CEO swole. underscore swole. And yep. ABE Nation. Abe Nation, ABEs. A lot of people call it Abe. Abe Nation or ABE Nation. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you.